0: Every episode of Bucks in the Basement brought to you proudly by ShopYins.com. Uh, it's one brand for three different dynasties. It is the brand for Pittsburgh sports. Why have to go out and buy anything else again? You can just have a big giant Y on your on your shirt, on your hat. You know, you get to, you get to wear it to all the different sporting events. It's all that Craig does. Is, is he just, he wears his big Y hat and he's got his Yins gear and he's killing it. Free shipping on orders, $75 or more. Uh, Check it out right now. There's a link in the show notes. There's a link at bucksinthebasement.com, or you can just type in shopyens.com. My friend uh, Brian Reynolds and the Pittsburgh Pirates making news during the winter meetings, not in the best way, but it's not as bleak as I think people kind of, like, reacted to it. Like, Like, you know, they still have him for three years. If he doesn't want to sign an extension right now, then it doesn't mean you have to trade him. No, and I i think you saw, like, the, the
1: Twitter interactions that I had with everybody as soon as it, it happened. I had basically taken a nap, and I woke up, and my instant reaction was, oh, my God, I need a drink. Just because, I mean, it's never good. The Pirates are never in the news, other than when O'Neill Cruz hits a ball or throws a ball faster than any other human. The Pirates aren't in the news for anything good. So it was just like, man, can I... Do I got to deal with this today? And I knew what people's reactions were going to be. People went out and did podcasts calling, sell the team. And he's leaving because they've only had him on, you know, these 200 lost teams. And, you know, I would want out too. And and, and all this stuff. And it's, it's all this noise. But then, Chris, we've actually had a couple days to think about this, to process this. And to, at times, you know, take the fan cap off, take my Y fan cap off, and put on the actual baseball hat and say, you know, what does this mean for Brian Reynolds? What does this mean for the team? Well, on our site, inside the Bucks basement, Gary, who is, you know, he writes very well for us, writes all the time, writes a heck of a lot more than I do, but he... You know, kind of waited till the smoke died down a little bit and was basically saying that, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of money difference in there, but more of this is about
0: the term. He had a source. Did he give up the source? Because I don't want to give up a source. I know what it is because you told me what it is, but he had a pretty good source. He had a pretty good term. source, absolutely. This is, yes. this is about term. I mean, he got this thing from a very close source. And if he didn't, if he didn't give it in the article, because I didn't read the article you and I were talking about before we started talking, I, I'll stand by it if that's true, where he got that from. It was term, and it wasn't money. And if it was term and it wasn't money, then what you have to remember is, first off, the Pirates him for three years. Uh, you still got his year 28, his year 29, his year 30 season, where you control him. And so you don't need to move him. Why would you? If I were Ben Charrington, I'd just shrug and be like, all right, fine, play for us. If you play terribly, you'll you'll never make any money when you finally leave. And if you play well, you'll contribute to a team that by the time you get to the end of it is going to be competing because that's what my plan is. And I'll get draft pick compensation if I don't move you in that last year. All right? It'll all depend on what's going on. So if you're Ben Charrington, you just kind of shrug. If it's term... You can shrug even bigger because that could change in the next year or two. You definitely don't move on from him because if you were close on the money and it was more along the lines of Reynolds wanted to still become a free agent when he was 32 or 33 or Reynolds didn't want to ever become a free agent or wanted player options or wanted to stick around till he was 35, 36 and never have to worry about free agency. You don't know. Did he want to get out earlier than what the Pirates wanted to give him? Did he want to get out later than what the Pirates wanted to give him? But if the money was right, term can be fixed because feelings will change about term over the next three years. The Pirates might sit there and say, you know what? We're good with that. Brian Reynolds might be at a different point in his life at that point. So I wouldn't rush out at this point and be like, well, we got to trade him now because he's unhappy. I mean, this isn't the NBA. He's got like zero rights. And he just shoots himself in the foot. If he doesn't play well, he'll be forgotten in three years. So, I mean, I know that's a callous thing to say. I'm a big Brian Reynolds fan. I love watching him go out there and play. I think he's a hell of a ball player. And there's a reason why everybody in Major League Baseball is clamoring for their team to trade for him right now because there was a hint of he's unhappy and he wants to trade. But if you're the Pirates, if you're Ben Charrington, you're like, all right, that's cute. You want out? Pfft, that's great. You got three years. And, I, and I, I don't need to move you. So go out and play because if you don't play well, you won't get anything when you finally become a free agent. Like if I'm Ben Charrington, I just kind of shrug and move on because a lot of things can change in the next couple of years if it was only about term.
1: Yeah. And the Pirates came out like right after this and just basically said, you know, we like Brian Reynolds. We like Brian Reynolds, the player. He's a part of our team. We like what he does for us. And we're looking forward to him having a good year in 2023. So, I mean, what we talked about with like this whole term thing, Chris, is that like you said, it's. Is he saying, you know, do I want to be here for three years? Do I want to be here for 10 years? Do I, it's, it's all about the years. It's not about him being unhappy and not wanting to be here. Uh, John Heyman came out and then it was later confirmed by Jason Mackey that this would have been the largest contract by money. And this was like total money. It's not like, you know, average annual, you know, value of the contract. Brian Hayes signed for $70 million. So if you do the math in your head, if he's leaning somewhere over that seventy million dollars, so if you're thinking seventy-five million, eighty million dollars, and actually a, a fairly decent, you know, average annual value there, it, it'd be fifteen million if it was seventy-five, a little bit over that if it was eighty, and you're looking at probably around like five years, which is what the pirates mostly do all the time. Yeah, they I try mean, to get I, those
0: first two years of free agency.
1: Yeah, okay. and, and, might maybe, and maybe have an option you in.
0: There. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If I were a baseball player, like if I have the talent to go out and play baseball for a living, whew, man, wouldn't that be great? But I mean, like if I could do that, okay, and I was a professional baseball player, and I looked at the market, and I looked at how players get paid, and I looked at how guys make so much more money if they could get into their first free agent year while they're still in their late 20s. And I look at the drop-off when you get to your first free agent year when you're in your 30s, okay? And again, Brian Reynolds' year 31 season, I think I've got that right, would be his free agent year at this point if the Pirates just held on to him. And if the Pirates, let's say, offered a term that ate up the 31 year and a 32 year, just just go look at what the average baseball player, unless they are a superstar pitcher like a Justin Verlander or Jacob DeGrom, Unless, let's say, they had a year like Aaron Judge had. Most guys that are floating out there, like, let's say, like, a Mitch Haniger, you know? There's a couple of free agent outfielders that are out there, right? Like a Jock Peterson. Like, there's there's a few of them out there. If you look at what those guys command, they're not picking up huge money at that point because there's a decline. Like, teams evaluate guys that get into their 30s, and the further they get into their 30s as, I'm not going to invest a lot of years and dollars into that player. It, it, things change that's just how the market is he's more valuable if he gets out sooner if they want to keep him he might as well just stick around for a few more years then right and have the stability and, and and just be like I'm a pirate probably for my entire life and be happy with that if they came in somewhere in the middle where he would have had to enter free agency at 33 I get it because I'd be like I don't want to do that right I wouldn't want to do that I would either want to enter it in the next three years right if, I, if that was my option Worst case, I don't sign this contract. I'm out in my, for my year 31 season. I'd much rather hit free agency then and bet on myself if they were trying to get me into that 33 year. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's how the market has been working for these players for years and years and years about their value, and they start to take a hit in their value when they get to that age. So I can see it. Trust me, if the Pirates did what you're talking about, it is about and if it is about term, as the source said, that and it's not really about money, and they're doing what they they typically do and a lot of teams do it where it's like I want to eat up the rest of the control that we have plus add 2 years to it. Brian Reynolds based upon his age right now and the way that he like when he arrived in major league baseball that doesn't work for him eating up just the 2 years. It puts him in kind of a no man's land when he would go out in the free agency. And that's why he he's probably like no, no I'm not I'm not doing that. I'd rather just just bet on myself Finish out the three years, trade me right now. They're going to go, yeah, we don't need to. But worst case, he's out when he's still got a little bit more value if he plays well over the next three years. Yeah, because even I
1: was talking about like the Pirates' history, even a player like Andrew McCutcheon, who we gave an extension to, a six year extension, ended up being the seventh year was an option. We ended up picking the option up and then, you know, immediately trading him. But at that point in time, he was. 25 years old. I mean, I know it's not Brian Reynolds' fault that he's going into his 28-year-old season, but it it does leave him and it leaves the team in a little bit of a sticky situation because, I mean, there's, there's so many examples out there, Chris, that we bring up all the time. We always bring up the Cincinnati Reds and how they put too much money into Joey Votto. You could also throw in the Milwaukee Brewers, Who just basically had to give away, I think, had to give away Renfro for, you know, three pitchers to cut some salary because they're giving so much money to Christian Yelich. I'm looking forward to Miguel Cabrera's, you know, farewell tour. Miguel Cabrera is one of, like, you know, the dude's a Hall of Famer, like first ballot Hall of Famer, always an enjoyable player to watch, you know, very, but look what that contract did to what the Tigers could do. So, when people are saying, oh, you know what, just give Reynolds, you know, if he wants 10 years, just just give him 10 years and give him a blank check. When you're a team like the Pirates, and this is a system issue, this isn't more of, I mean, part of it is an owner issue, but part of it is also a system issue, that if you're a team in that lower revenue, like the Reds, like the Pirates, like the Brewers, can you really... Like, have, you know, Joey Votto sitting there due to make $23 million this year? And what did he do for you last year? I mean, I think he did good stuff for the game because I thought he was a funny dude. He was out there, like, talking to fans, and that was great and everything. But as a team, like, what is he doing for you? And you're going to pay him $23 million this year. If you don't have that to spread out, I mean, I can kind of see – I'm not saying I'm siding along with the Pirates, but I can understand it. I understand Brian Reynolds, that he's either saying, you know what, three years or 10 years, maybe eight years, or trade me so that to a team that might actually give me that extension earlier because they can take that risk. But to me, it's, it's not as big of a deal as everybody thinks it's going to be And the first name that popped into my head when all of this happened was JT Romoto. JT Romoto asked for a trade from the Marlins in 2017. And I'm pretty sure back then, all all the Marlins fans, all five of them, were probably like, you know, now JT Romoto, he's going to tank because he's not happy and... Man, this guy really, really doesn't want to be here. The dude made the all-star team.
0: Of course he didn't because he wanted to leave. He wanted to increase his value to a point where he can get out. It's only good for the Pirates if Brian Reynolds ticked off right now. Right? It'll bring incredible focus. Like, I want to acquire him right now for my fantasy baseball team, which, by the way, had JT Riomoto at that time, and I valued him, and I I went and grabbed him because I was like, well, he wants out, and so he's going to go hit the crap out of the ball until he gets out because he's either going to get a ton of money one day and get to stick his tongue out at his former team, or he's going to make himself so valuable that somebody's going to come knocking on the door and they'll have to take the deal. So that, that's what his reaction was, and you could predict that. So, I mean, look, it, it as a fan, if you love the player, and I get it, I get that people fall in love with players. And again, I like Brian Reynolds. He's a hell of a ball player. There's a lot of people in Major League Baseball that would love to have the pirates just be like, all right, you want to trade? We'll, we'll, we'll trade him away. They're not going to do that though. But I mean, like there's a lot of people who would love him all around the league. So I get it. I get that you get an attachment to him and you want the best for your player. Okay. Because you like him, but in the end, the pirates don't need to move him. And if he's, it's now in his court, if he's unhappy, he's got to play some great baseball, right? That's how, how does he stick it to the pirates? He becomes even better. Okay, He makes himself so valuable that teams start showering Ben Charrington with offers in a pennant race midway through the season or next offseason or whatever. Or he becomes so valuable that in three years when he gets a massive contract, he gets to take a shot at the Pirates from the podium of his new team. But either way, it benefits the Pirates for the next three years. And like I said, there's still a possibility if we're talking term – that maybe things change. Let's see what his health in is in a couple of years. Let's see what if the Pirates' opinion changes and they go, you know what, we think you're actually going to 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 play further on in your career. I mean, I, I'm looking at the free agents right now, I, and I just want to illustrate this point, the difference between if Reynolds wants to get out earlier than what the Pirates gave him term-wise and, and, and that no-man's land of being about 33 years old. Here's a couple of guys very similar in war, in wins above replacement, less than one between them that are floating out there that are outfielders right now. You tell me who you'd rather sign to a longer-term deal. I mean, would you give Andrew Benatendi or Joey Gallo, Benatendi's 28, Gallo's 29, would you be more willing to give them a long-term contract, okay, with, with a little bit more dollars and a little bit more years at that age would you give the exact same offer to say, let's find one here uh, that's 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 close to them? Adam Duvall, who's 33, AJ Pollock, who's 35. W- I mean, which ones do you think would be more valuable to your team long term? If you if you were if you were a general manager and you're playing general manager right now and you're looking at different guys, Michael Conforto or Mitch Haniger? Conforto's 30, Haniger's going to be 33 next year. Okay, both of them basically. It's, all, it's go out. always the
1: younger guy, man. They're basically it's like, always the younger. They're guy. basically
0: the the same player, but Conforto gets to be if he's healthy, gets to be out in the same free agent market as Haniger. Conforto's going to get a better deal, and so that's why Reynolds would either want to get out quickly, or would want to be locked in and know what he's going to get and get those extra years. And it, again, I believe that that you're probably dead on if you if you take what we're hearing that it was more term than it was money, and then you, you look at what the Pirates like to do and eat up those two first years of free agency. It puts him in kind of a no-man's land in free agency when he finally gets there. So I get why he said, "Uh, probably not. I don't want to do it this time around. He wants out because if he can get to another team in a trade, maybe they offer him something better and they sign him. Like, he, he wants to go to another team right now because he wants that team to lock him in after he gets there. Okay? So, again, that suggests to me that Brian Reynolds is more about security... And probably wanted more years than less, because he wants a trade and he wants to get in with another team now, and he isn't in a big rush to to sit around for three years and test the free agent market when he's when he's going into his thirty one year. He'd like to go someplace else, have them fall in love with him, and then sign him through year thirty six and be done. That's probably what he wants to do. You can't blame the guy. I mean, that's that's where it's like,
1: but it's not something if if you're going to be cheering for this baseball team that. Usually works out in people's favor if they sign the guys into those years. Could Brian Reynolds be a unicorn and just be this workhorse and, you know, hit consistently from now until when he's 34? He could. The likelihood of that, I mean, just look at the history of baseball and the what likelihood teams can, of
0: that happening. And what teams can absorb it, Craig? Teams that have $200 million payrolls can absorb it. Teams that have $250 million payrolls can absorb those those extra years where you gave it to the guy to keep him happy and lock him in, but you, you, you accepted the decline. You were like, well, we're going to be kind of overpaying him at the back end. Teams with the budget that the Pirates have, that Bob Nutting gives his general manager, they get crushed. Ben Charrington gives him too many years, Bob Nutting will fire Ben Charrington down the line. All right? So we've talked about this before. Nutting, I'm not excusing him. He should be spending far more money on his team. But but Ben Charrington has to work within the construct that is handed down by his boss. This is how much money you get, and this is what I expect. All right? And and he really puts himself in a bad position if he gives Brian Reynolds way too many years, and Reynolds either gets injured or declines, as would be more of the norm than then, then, if he just all of a sudden continued to like, it, it's more likely he declines in his mid thirties than keeps the same level or even gets better. Right? That's the rarity in baseball. So, it, so he's got to say to himself, "Oh man, if unless unless he's a unicorn, I I'm really kind of shooting myself in the foot for my job and my team construction if I give him too many years." So, I, I mean, I, I I get it. I get why. It, really, I, I truly understand this if it's term. Term term makes all the sense in the world here why they couldn't get a deal done. Term makes all the sense in the world why Reynolds would want to trade, okay? Because money, he probably sits there and he goes to himself, well, I'll just keep playing better, and then maybe they'll offer me more money. Term probably, maybe that doesn't move. Maybe that's his mindset. All I know here is this. I, I get the Pirates' reasoning of not giving him too long of a deal based upon the, the, the money restrictions that are placed on the general manager by the owner. You can be mad at nutting for it, fine. I'm not going to tell you you can't be mad at him. You should be mad at him. He doesn't spend enough money, right? He's a cheap owner, okay? But Ben Charrington still has to find a way to put a team together, and then he wants that team to continue continuously have success, all right? And that's why he can't do this. So, you know, whatever. In the end, they have him for three years, right? So this is not a panic thing, and that's why I was shocked by the amount of panic that people had when they heard about this.
1: And I was shocked by the amount of panic I had. And like I said, it might've just been that, you know, waking up from a nap and not knowing what time it was. And re- that's the first thing you read because, I mean, Chris, we had Andrew Filippone on from the fan not too long ago. We discussed a Brian Reynolds trade. We discussed that it, it possibly may make sense to move him this off season and, and not affect the timeline. We had talked about that even if he doesn't get traded You know, in this offseason, the likelihood of him getting traded, especially if the Pirates have a player that hopefully steps up and they can backfill, you know, once Brian Reynolds is gone, then that kind of goes up because that's the other thing, you know, with the Pirates, and I know it's a different ownership and whatever it may be, but it's usually when a guy has, you know, two years, one year control left, and the Pirates are like, you know what, we're not going to get an extension worked out. So we're we're gonna move on from you, but they at least hopefully will have that position solved. But to I don't a get degree. I
0: don't get the reason to want to trade. See, here's the thing: like I don't I don't get that you have three years of control, right? So that means you have three years right now where yeah. you either identify somebody in your own system or acquire that person either through a trade in the minor leagues uh, or or you you draft and you develop. In three years, you can't find something that replaces him. When the contract runs out, then and that's your bad fault, and that's their that's, fault. That's the Pirates' fault. There, I mean, and we talk about it all the time based upon the budget, you have to operate like the A's and the, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, that's what they would do. they would be like, all right, we got this guy for three years. Look what they did to Blake Snell. I mean, let's 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 talk about how other teams do things. There, there's a rule in baseball before you even get to arbitration where a team can actually, no matter how well you do that season, can offer you less than what you made the year before. When you're that early on before you even get to your arbitration years, they can decrease your salary. The Rays did that to Blake Snell while he was pitching his arm off for them, right? He's up for awards all the time, and they're lowering his salary. Why? Because that's the the construct of their team. You may hate it, but that's what they're allowed to do under the collective bargaining agreement. And then what do they do eventually? When the right deal comes along, they move them. But they never felt any pressure to do it because they're down there developing the next pitcher that comes up. And and if you're going to operate under this budget, that's the kind of team you have to be. So I don't understand the, like, we got to trade him to get something for him. You don't need to get anything for him. You got three years of him. In three years, he could break his leg out there, too. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Let, let Have this sobering thought get through your head. You could have all the control of the world in a guy, and he crashes into the wall and screws up his rotator cuff, and he never plays baseball again. He could get a concussion sliding in the second base and still have four years left on his contract. All right? Justin Moore, no. Remember him? He was a hell of a yeah. ball player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Gets a, gets a concussion, a, a bad turn of events, terrible luck, and he's gone. Here, at least, the Pirates know you get three years of Brian Reynolds trying his heart out. Okay. And you, you just have to figure out who takes over in year four of that equation. Build your team and move on. It shouldn't have any effect whatsoever on your window, okay? It really shouldn't at this point. You should just be like, all right, it is what it is, but we know we got three years unless, of course, he hurts himself, okay? Yeah. But, I mean, you're not locked into him for six. So you, you you have plenty of time to figure out what happens after those three years are over.
1: Yeah, so there's, it's really not, I mean, after all of this, number one, it's not like Brian Reynolds changed his mind. He was interviewed in October and the beginning of November and was saying, you know, he wanted to be a part of this team. He hopes it was the plan for him to be longer. He liked the youth within this organization. And then the Pirates actually come out and say, you know, we, we're we going to actually put our foot down and try to get better in 2023. They actually put a number out there. They've been saying they've wanted to get better this entire time. But they put a number to it. They go out and get, you know, G-Man Choi. They all go out and get Carlos Santana. Uh, and they're starting to make these moves and, and hoping to improve the team. And then all of a sudden, Brian Reynolds wakes up one morning and goes, I was just on 200 lost teams in a row. I'm really unhappy. Please trade me. No, that didn't happen. But that's like one of the big narratives that's out there, and it's getting pushed by people that are bigger than Chris Lanuti, Craig Toth, and Gary Morgan. So that's what's getting all the noise. But that's not what's happening. That's not
0: what happened here whatsoever. That's why podcasts like Bucks in the Basement exist, because we can just just be honest. We can just sit in a nine-foot homemade oak bar and just talk about the team. And, and, and this is that's what's honestly going on here, all right? I mean, spe- and, and Gary has a really good source. I'm not burning his source. It'll cause a lot of trouble, okay? But trust me, it's term. Based upon what Craig just explained to me before we started this podcast, it's term. It's that money, okay? And and we just explain why, if that's true, you kind of get both sides of the story, and you shouldn't really panic about it. You just sit back and think, I mean, think about it this way. If Brian Reynolds didn't exist And Ben Charrington just went out and picked up an outfielder on a three-year contract for the money that Brian Reynolds is going to get, and he had the skill level of Brian Reynolds, you'd be hitting high fives. Yeah. So why do you got to trade him? Just, You know, why why do you got to trade him? I think that's just a silly knee-jerk reaction, and it's meant to sell papers and radio ad time and uh, get more tweets, okay? You you don't need to do anything with him. We got about five minutes left and I know the rule five draft is happening here at the winter meetings and the pirates have cleared a little bit of room. As of now, they got one spot open on the 40 man roster. Do you have somebody that you think they're going to go grab?
1: I mean, if he's there, Eric Miller is, is hands down the the guy that I would grab. Tell me who he is. What does he play? I know nothing about him. Yeah. Six foot five, 240 pound left-hander in the Phillies minor league system. Pitcher. Uh, pitcher starting Rich, pitcher Rich, or relief pitcher uh he is a starter slash reliever he's been used kind of as a reliever uh and a starter these past couple years but i mean with everybody getting built back up for um from COVID, i i don't really look too much into that the guy's seen more as a starter
0: but uh, you, could, you could hide him in the pen to keep on yeah. your roster for the year and he could contribute and think of all the crappy pitchers that we have in our in this bullpen over the last couple of years you can hide a pitcher easily in the bullpen let him play at one let him play 162 and then you got control of him going forward could you grab them in the rule five draft so so yeah I mean I think pitcher makes an awful lot of sense and likely he's in the bullpen unless they decide they want to build him up and there's a spot inside the rotation but but I, I kind of I that makes the most rule five drafts to me are, are always so interesting when somebody grabs like a position player and you're like, do you really think that guy's going to contribute to your team? on the field? Like you can hide pitchers so much easier on your team to get control of a guy that you think you can develop. So that makes an awful lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and if he's not available, I'd, I'd also be looking at Thad Ward, a uh, big right-handed pitcher in the Boston Red Sox system, reached as high as A this past year, 243 ERA, 1.260 whip, you know starter he's he's looking you know the same doesn't have a ton of innings you know under his belt so and that's something else you look but he's also 25 years old so it's just like you can stick him in the bullpen if he works he works if not I mean that's the thing about the rule five draft you a lot of these players just get returned anyway right so it's it's just you know looking to see almost you know where you can kind of hide a guy and buy your way into a a prospect. Somebody who was a good prospect for another team that may have fallen out of favor, somebody that's performed well, maybe fly, flew under the radar a little bit, and seeing if you can make him stick long enough so that he can become your prospect, still have, you know, some upside to them and, and move forward with that. And that's where, like I, we got to mention this one more time. Uh, Cody Bolton, Tanaj Thomas. Those are my two big guys that I feel that the pirates could potentially lose uh, because they are pitchers and because they do have that upside to them. And, and so that's where we're kind of going, Chris. And then also by the time you listen to this, we'll know where the pirates are picking. Um, it's a lottery happens at eight thirty on Tuesday night. They have like a 16.5% chance to get the number one pick. And the lowest they could pick is number nine. They're still in the top 10. So if you're getting a top 10 pick, I mean, unless it's like a slam dunk, Ken Griffey Jr. Somebody like that at number one, then you're, you're really, you're going to get a decent player no matter what. So, but people are going to be paying attention to that. Yeah. You
0: know what? I I think that I I felt really good about the, the amateur scouting to date i mean not everything is working out perfectly i thought it was really interesting i was joking with you that um uh nick gonzalez like slipped down a list of uh second base uh, prospects to look at we were looking at our fantasy baseball league and i remember i traded him to you off my team like a couple years ago and you were like so excited like you wanted him so badly and now <laughs> and now he's not even the best pittsburgh Pirates second baseman in the system according to scott white on cbs which I thought was just—I I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, I remember what you gave up for him too, and it was spectacular. So I mean, like, uh, again, you—you—you you, you need to bring in like some help on that team. You—you you really yeah. do. you gotta some somebody
1: somebody who is not a Pirates fan and will stop me from picking up every yeah, single Pirates You're prospect.
0: You see, you can't take a step back. You fall in love with Pirates players. This is why you reacted so badly to the Brian Reynolds thing at the beginning, right? Because you you didn't look at the big picture of the whole thing. But I put it in perspective for you, okay? No matter what happens, if you were to get a player of Brian Reynolds' caliber right now on a three-year deal for the money that you owe him from now until the end of that deal, you'd be like, yeah! So you don't need to move him. You honestly don't. You get a draft pick, too. If you never move him, you get a draft pick at the end. You got three years to figure out what you put in there next time. I mean, if I'm Ben, Ter- if I'm Ben Charrington, I shrug and move on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, and he said it's, he said it's not going to affect their decision
1: making. No. and I really didn't think What's it is. What's he going to do? He's going to play they-
0: bad on purpose. Like, that, he'll never make any money again. He'll be he'll be playing in Japan. So I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> in the Korean baseball league, if he plays uh- bad. And if ben, if ben Charrington screws this
1: up, then, then he's fired. And he goes out and signs a relief pitcher, which he said he was going to do anyway.
0: So he's moving along with right. the winter meetings. He's moving on. Pirates fan. I move on, too. I'm heartless. I'm a heartless. I love my general managers to be heartless. I'm a heartless general manager. Okay? I, I'm a heartless guy when it comes to that kind of thing. You, ha- you have to be. You know? You really do. You're building a team. You got a 40-man roster and several levels of minor leagues and, and millions of dollars going back and forth. You just kind of go, well, this is what I can offer you. You don't want to take it? I got you for three years. I get it, man. I totally get it. I know it's not what everybody wants to hear. But trust me, I doubt, I highly doubt Brian Reynolds is getting moved. Unless it's a knock-your-socks-off offer, you are not getting rid of him at a discount to anybody. If you trade him, you're getting something back that makes perfect sense for
1: Now I see the changes in this town. They change,
0: they say One thing but then the next